0: Those chicks are here to slay Hello all you bald and balding people and welcome back to Those Bald Chicks, your favorite alopecia podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm here with Paige and the beautiful Sierra Michael who is our fifth guest on the Bald Pack Journals. Welcome Sierra and thank you for being here. If you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself, let us know what type of hair loss you have and tell us about your journey so far and then we'll get to some questions.
1: Thank you guys for having me. First of all, I'm 28 and I've been dealing with my alopecia off and on. It started out when I was about 12 years old, when like my body was going through the feminine change. At least I think it has to do with it. Definitely hormonal because when that happened, I lost my hair for two years. So going through eighth grade into high school was kind of a a little bit of a challenge. (laughs) Me Me too. too. Me too. (laughs) It sucks a little bit. Especially when you're the kid who's only allowed to wear hats in like a uniform school and the entire staff knew. And of course, they didn't want any of the kids to know. So they're like, why does she get to wear hats? So I had to explain that to a few of my peers. But once I did, I didn't get made fun of like at all. It was more of like, that's awesome. Yeah. It was counter to a lot of people, I think, as experiences as kids. And, you know, I had wigs and I wore hats and then randomly my hair came back in high school which was great because, you know, I was coming in like my prime, my 16, 15, you know, (laughs) Um, boys and interest. And I had my hair for 12 years because I'm 28 now and it left again. The only relatable again, hormonal thing I think is because I suffered a miscarriage Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know I was pregnant and just all my hair came out again. It started out patches, but this time I wasn't alopecia areata. It seemed more um, totalis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my head went, Completely bald. Then my eyebrows left, which was different from the last time, but everything else, you know, still there. And I've been this
0: bald about three years now. Wow. I gotta ask before you continue your story, what was it like to have it grow back? Did you feel like every day, like, oh God, this is going to fall out again? Did you even think about it like that?
1: No, I really didn't. When I came back, it was a surprise. I don't know if I would call it a pleasant one because I actually enjoy wearing wigs. It was never detrimental to my self-confidence as a girl. I liked the fact that I could look different every day and match my hair to my outfit. And I still do. I do that constantly. So yeah, it was it was kind of like, oh no, my hair came back. All right, well, you know, I'll cut it the way I like it again. That's crazy that it was so long, like
2: such a long time frame. So you didn't weren't really dealing with it and then it was just kind of like, boom, it hit you. I feel like for people with areata, it's kind of like that because it's like your hair will grow back and then it'll just rapidly fall out and then it'll yeah. grow back and then rapidly fall out. So it's kind of like jarring every time it does, every time you get a new patch,
1: every time it's just a lot to go through you know it was um I think it was more for my family that they found it more dramatic like you know me being a girl and hair being important you know relation to femininity so to speak but yeah my grandma and my mom would cry about it be like oh you lost your hair and I'd be like I'm fine I'm not dying let's go wig shopping I'm gonna have to agree with you it's kind of nice to have a different hair color
2: every day before I wore wigs, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to change my hair, but I'm going to have this for a couple of months. But now it's like, oh, I can have pink hair one day and then blue the next. So this is pretty rad. One of my absolute favorite things about wig wearing. In regards to your journey, what were the best resources or people that helped you along with your hair
1: loss and while you were going through it? Well, most definitely my mom, you know, in eighth grade she, well, there was pros and cons. She definitely wanted to make sure that I had the hair I needed to feel comfortable and go to school and be out in public. But at the same time, she was picking hair that she felt looked natural for me. And I was like, no, mom, I want the emo scene haircut, the choppy layers. And she's like, but your hair is naturally curly and black and this and that. And I'm like, okay. So as a kid, you know, you're kind of just like mom's paying for it. I don't know how long this is going to last. I'll just, roll with the punches. I mean, obviously growing up now and being bald and having my own money, I'm like, I'm buying a pink one. I'm buying a purple one (laughs) every, every other day.
0: I was looking at a rainbow one the other night. I was just like, Ooh, I could be a pretty unicorn. Give me this wig. (laughs) I know.
2: (laughs) It's so great too, because when I first found out about, not found out about wigs, but started looking into wigs, I never looked into fun ones. I stayed away from it I was like nope I'm gonna look at brown ones and and like lighter blonde ones and that's it but now that I'm like screw it and I have every color in the rainbow I'm like why didn't I do this before this makes me feel more like myself than anything you know yeah definitely
0: Especially yeah. like pre-COVID, because yeah. then I could have like worn all these styles, right? But yeah. I spent 19 years trying to copy my bio hair. And now I'm just like, why did I do that when I look so good blonde? What was I yeah. thinking? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But Oh, but what you said about an important
1: people there was there was positive and negative influence definitely my mother is positive when i lost my hair again being older there was definitely a negative i was engaged at the time and then was suffering the miscarriage because i didn't know i was pregnant and me losing my hair again actually led to ending the engagement because he said that he wasn't comfortable like me being bald around him and you know thinking you're gonna marry someone and come home and take your hair off at night and relax from your work day and be with the person you know who says they want to marry you he actually
2: said that like that he said i
0: don't feel comfortable with this
1: yeah he said seeing you bald makes me uncomfortable and sad so what do you think it does
0: to me Like, (laughs) Uh, not everything is about you jack Like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, I swear to God, people that don't, that doesn't make sense to me because in my head, if that happened to my partner, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, this is this is a part of life now. You look completely fine. You know what I mean? Like, I can't yeah. imagine being so stuck on society standards and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. You know what I mean? It just seems insane to me. This person that I fell in love with. Oh, you For don't have anymore.
1: Gotta go. Yeah, right. We were together six years and we knew each other a total of 10. Yeah. Kidding. 10 well,
0: years and he says he's uncomfortable You are, you are that- so that- better off without him. He <laughs> says goodbye. Yeah. It was, it was like straw that
1: broke the camel's back you know like among other things and every issue relationships have I was just like
0: yeah no I can't really change this so but, before- right yes this is in my control hair please grow grow yeah. are you not growing yeah me? right exactly like, you no know, like do I just squeeze my head I- right <laughs> <It> just <laughs> come out. you think if I push hard enough it'll come out like <laughs> maybe if I hang upside down it gravity will do it excellent no, it just pop the bu- blood vessel in my eye you know <laughs> Oh my God. People,
2: sometimes people are the absolute worst. I mean, we talk about this all the time on the podcast where I I think I just said it last time where one of the hardest parts about alopecia and hair loss is the lack of knowledge of others. So it's like, and that surrounds so many things. It's the lack of knowledge about alopecia and hair loss and also how to talk to people with hair loss and how to, you know, talk through it and, and go through it with them. There's so many people that don't know what to do. There's so much bullying a part of it because people feel uncomfortable and they want to make light of the
1: situation, but they don't realize they're being assholes. Like, (laughs) holy shit. (laughs) Or the instant thing is, everyone thinks you have cancer. Yeah. But, like, luckily, after I got out of that relationship, I worked on myself for about six months or so. I found my current boyfriend of two years. And instantly, he was within the first five texts of the conversation, he's like, So, what color is the hair nowadays? Because on the dating app, I made sure to like, Put different hair color in every photo and I was like "Mm, depends on what I feel like in the morning it was red yesterday it was blonde today and tomorrow might be black he was like that's really cool that sounds like an adventure every day and then I said I was bald and he was like oh right on okay so what's your favorite color like it was just oh my god I love it it was absolutely nothing and he was like oh my mom um you know, I dealt with someone having to wear wigs and I was like, oh, an ex-girlfriend. And he said it was, no, it was my mom had cancer. So I actually went wig shopping with her. So it was like nothing he had to acclimate to. And not that someone yeah. should have to, but he's just a good enough person that he was, it, it was unfazed yeah. whatsoever. That's and amazing. That's,
2: yeah. that's the absolute best when people are like that, because that's what it was like for me too. I was terrified that I was going to get a, ooh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just look at me like, oh no, I don't know about But well, what did you I wait, was- Paige? Eight months? Oh yeah. I yeah. I dated him for eight months without him having a clue. I don't know how I did it. But I you did told it. I remember you saying you didn't let him touch your hair. Like nope. the back of the head. Absolutely. <laughs> I it was a no no zone. And I feel like he was so confused by that, but I did it for eight months and I finally was like, All right, I gotta do this. And when I did, he went, Okay. And I just <laughs> they're like, What?
1: What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> and but I feel like you- want a bigger reaction
2: (laughs) yeah you're like wait a minute like more please please say more than just okay god but that's I love that though because it's just it makes you feel like oh it's not that big of a deal because that oh oh, it just took so much weight off of me and I bet it did for you too where I was like oh shit
1: okay I guess this is all all right you know well and even when I moved in um you know, with him, he was like, How can we put your wigs like someplace? Cause I, I had plenty and I didn't know where to put them. And he's like, How about hooks on the wall? Those like sticky hooks. So I have a whole corner dedicated to just hanging of my wigs. And I was like, That doesn't bother you. Doesn't look like demons in the corner. And he's like, Not at all. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is so
0: awesome. See, what a good guy. Yeah. Shout out. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Nicholas
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nicholas. So on to the next question. We have quite a few. What was the hardest hurdle for you to jump when it came to your hair
1: loss? Well, I said the engagement part. (laughs) I mean, I guess that was, that was pretty hard, but other than that, I tried going back to a hair club. I don't know.
0: You guys heard of that? Like those infomercials, hair club for men. Yeah. I went there. I've seen those commercials.
1: Yeah, I went when I was 12. And because I was under 18, this might be like a promo. I don't know if they still do it anymore. Obviously, that was like 15 years ago. But you were under 18, they fit a custom wig to you. And, you know, like the shape, the color, everything. And then it was, I don't know if it was free or less than 100 bucks, like something like that. Oh, for wow. kids. Yeah. yeah, I wish I you would have known all- about that. Right? I know. I feel bad that there wasn't things like this way back when, but yeah, free. And then I lost my hair again and went back when I was older and they were like, oh, because you were with us, we'll give you a discount. So I'm sure they're doing that still. But the hardest part was when I would put it on, what little hair I did have, the glue and tape would rip the follicles off the back of my head and all around the front. And I would like cry trying to rip it off. So that that's oh
2: God. I feel like there's so many people that have said had pretty scary experiences with wigs. I know chalice said that she wore a wig,
0: it was so tight on her head, she almost passed out one day. Well, because she had done those tabs to make the sure tabs. it didn't fall out, right? right? Like fall off. So yeah. Oh, oh. my gosh.
2: There's times where The wig tape that I have used touches the hair up here that I still have. And it's really hard to get that wig tape out of hair. I'm still attached to your head. And just the other day, I'm pretty sure I just ripped like a chunk. Yeah, be really
1: careful with that kind of stuff. Good Lord. Yeah, especially like when I was, because, okay, so I, ha- I was completely bald and could wear the tape and not worry about anything being ripped out. But then my hair, again, started to slowly come back in the last three years. Then I went through a miscarriage again. So I've had a total of two. And that's, again, why I think it's hormonal. Um, my hair stopped growing and fell out all over again. Eyebrows, and- everything.
2: I was just talking to my fiance before this because he was like, oh, you know, what kind of hair loss is it this time? And I'm like, this is a tough one to listen to and hear because it's so much loss because you're dealing with obviously a miscarriage, but then hair loss on top of it too. So it's like just so much to go through. I mean, that's crazy that you're so willing to talk about it too, because I know there's other women out there that have gone through what you
1: have gone through. Thank you. I guess I just never thought of it as something. I mean, yes, it is sad and and not enough to like keep me down. Like, you know, if you dwell in it, then that's the hardest part to dig yourself out. You just got to keep going and make positives out of it um honestly when I was listening to your podcast about the history of it I think I told you guys this on Instagram but um the tattoo I got so after my most recent miscarriage I had always wanted to name my baby like Fraser or Briar. and those are both forms of flowers yeah. and I love foxes and you guys said about fox mange and alopecia yeah so I designed a tattoo where the fox skull surrounded by Briar and Fraser flowers that is That's amazing.
2: Incredible. I love that. I love when people make something beautiful out of something like that, you know, like you, now you have that forever. And I remember when you told us that, and I remember just bawling my eyes out because I'm like, this is not real life right now. Like this, my heart is just, oh, on fire with happiness because I could not believe it. That made my heart so happy when you told us that. So, oh. I I also
0: love the attitude that you show, you know, it's like, don't let this keep me down, find the positives, keep going, keep pushing through. So like, that's a really good attitude to have, you know, with life in general. So, and and you've gone through some really tough things and it's, I'm sure it's been (laughs) like, you know, a mountain to climb out, but you, you've done it. So bravo to you, Sierra. These are, these are tough ass things. And it's, it's
2: impressive and commendable for you to talk about it yes because I know there's a lot of women that don't want to talk about it or want to talk about it but just don't that are going to hear you talk about it and be like oh I'm not alone you know
0: yeah that's the biggest thing and that's why we commend you for coming on here and sharing your story as tough as it it is on you right so I was eager to to be a part of it and I really liked what you guys were doing
2: that's awesome that makes us so happy because The biggest thing for us was talking to other people because we were like, yeah, we could talk about hair loss all day, every day. I mean, we go through it. So of course we can talk about everything under the sun, but there's so much more than just alopecia. Like there is so much more to hair loss than just alopecia. And we have learned so much already just by doing these guest episodes. So we are so happy that you are here. On to the next question. What lesson took you the longest to learn? So that can apply to your hair loss. That can apply to life. Um,
1: Hmm. Those who love you for you are going to just see you as you, no matter what. That's definitely a lesson I've learned. My best friends and then, you know, Nick and even like my boyfriend has a two-year-old and exposing her to my hair loss. That was a, that was a big thing. Even her who, you know, was a baby and doesn't, I mean, like, you know, obviously babies show love, but to someone who's not her mom and, and affectionate with me and I care for her, it, it was a good lesson for me that even children are going to accept me. Like there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> like, right. It's not scary to look out for kids. So how did you present that to her? Did you like sit her down and, and take off your wig? I... What did I do? I think I just went about it casually, actually, because, you know, she's, she stays the night with us occasionally and I don't sleep with my wig. I was worried initially I would, you know, put on my wig real quick before she would come in the room, but I didn't do that one morning. And she kind of just stood in the door and blinked and she's like, Sierra? And I'm like, yes, baby, it's me. Aww. Okay. Like, there's Papa, uh, okay. and like goes off. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, <was> like, right. <laughs> Like, or that was it. I would make a game out of it. I, I would take her to the wall and be like, okay, what wig, what color should I wear today? What's your favorite color? And she's like, mm, I think the green or the purple. So I was trying to make I it love something fun. <laughs> That's so cute.
2: Oh, that warms my heart. Because I, talking to people that grew up with it, that were kids when they first started having alopecia and all the bullying that happened to people when they had alopecia, because I know Kristen dealt with bullying and a couple of guests we've had on dealt with bullying to open that door for kids. That's why like when Christy with Balturage said that she goes to schools and she shows up bald for the kids to show that it's completely normal. And, yeah. you know, bald women out there, there's bald men out there and it's completely normal and you're going to see it. And here's what it is. It's kind of like a shock factor, but then it teaches them, oh, there's people out there like that. So why would I bully this person for that? If, you know, someone that is on TV and a model and doing all this stuff with her life is doing this ball. This is completely normal, you know? So that's awesome that you did that because that was just like, Hey, okay, let's go to my wig wall.
1: You know? (laughs) Yeah. I was also a teacher. I worked at a preschool and I worked with the eldest of the kids. So it was called school age and those from six to 12 I worked with and I wore you know my wigs every day and with my outfits I didn't try to hide it but there were the kids who were like is that a wig naturally assuming I had hair underneath well I kind of got like you know I'm gonna talk to all of them and I sat down my entire class from six-year-olds to 12-year-olds and sat on the table and I said I'm okay, there's nothing wrong with me and I'm going to show you guys, yeah, this is why I wear wigs. And I took off my wig and started, like, I, was, I was so nervous. I've never been more nervous to tell yeah. anybody that I was bald than a room full of children. Yeah. So I was
0: like, they're going to make fun of me. But
1: they, didn't, <laughs> they got up, started crying and walked over me and hugged me. So I had like 20 kids hugging me at once saying that like, oh, it's okay, Miss Sierra. And I wasn't like, crying because I'm sad. I was crying because of how positive they all were. They were all willing to just understand and be like, okay, it was great. The mind of children sometimes, I'm telling you. I just wish more adults were like, yeah, you explain it to them. Like it's nothing because I mean, in essence, it is nothing. And yeah, they're willing to understand. That's amazing. It's incredible that you decided to do that too. Because what a
2: moment, what a moment to decide, you know what? I'm going to use this as a teaching moment. Whew. Man, wigs off to you for that, because yeah. wow, thank God, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that is incredible. So what would you say that your biggest fear and your biggest motivator in life is? Revolving around my hair, you of know? Anything. It, it can be, be anything. anything. Yep. Uh, These last couple of questions are just kind of anything.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. Well, my, uh, I mean, my biggest fear, I guess, is failure. Like, you know, like I'm not doing enough at 28. I should have this, I should have that, I should be married, I should have my own kids, that kind of thing. That's definitely a biggest fear of mine. But the biggest motivator is working toward completing those goals. And with, you know, my partner who is just as willing to work with me and, and keep uh, his baby safe and happy and supplying a good life. It's definitely it. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I love that
0: what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone new to hair loss or that's kind of like regressing in their hair loss journey?
1: Experiment. I mean, get those, I mean, like go buy those hair colors and wear those clothes you, you didn't think you could pull off before. It's, it's finally like a moment. Think of a blank canvas. Do your makeup a different way. Wear the color you don't want to wear or didn't think look good on you. And you'll, Be pleasantly surprised with with things that you'll learn about yourself. Experiment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And man, did I need to hear that back then.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. The number one thing that scared me for shaving my head was clothes. I know that sounds crazy. Not shaving my head. Like, sure, uh, I was going to shave all my hair off, but it was, how am I going to look like in clothes without hair? As time went by, I've learned, obviously, hair is an accessory. But at the time, I was like, hair completes the whole look for me at that time so figuring out those feelings of all right and now I shaved my head and I was wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants at the time and I was like this looks cute but what if I wear a dress (laughs) I kept thinking about the what ifs and I kept going like "Uh uh-oh like what what am I gonna do if I put on a bathing suit and I don't recognize myself I was really scared to not recognize myself without hair you know what I mean like I was scared to be myself and I think the thing that has stayed with me since we started these guest episodes is when Renee said, When you accept your hair loss, you shave your head, you're like, All right, this is me, and push past that. You get to open so many more doors of figuring everything else out about yourself, your personality, what you want to wear, what mo- most suits you, because you're starting to become you. You know what I mean? So finally accepting the hair loss, you're not letting it hold you back. So now you can focus on other things in life. And holy shit, is that so true? because yeah. you really start
1: focusing on other things other than your hair loss. I know I had an issue. Well, the only issue I felt like I was always a little chunky and stuff. And so being bald, you know, hair was always a great way to almost hide your face or hide you a little bit. and I don't know, um, hide under the guise of femininity, because then I have long hair. I, I kind of found that I enjoyed being bald. Like actually, if my hair came back, I'd be a little sad because I was like, dang it. Now all those wigs are going to go to waste or I have right. to deal with the curl
2: of my natural hair. Right. Yeah. That's always an interesting question to ask people too is like, if there were a cure or if there was something like a, like a drink to drink, if there was like a potion of like hair and it, the second you drink it, you would have your hair back, would you take it? It's always so crazy how different everybody's answer is because I still don't know what I would do.
0: Yeah, my changes like depending on the day.
2: Oh hell yeah! And then some days I'm like, absolutely not.
1: What about my wigs? <laughs> you know, that's like, could I drink just enough to get my eyebrows back? That's all I want back. Yep. I just want my eyebrows. God. <laughs> I draw them on every day
2: yep Kristen said the funny. <laughs> Kristen said the funniest thing where she said can we just can we just be able to pick and choose our hair loss can yeah. we be able to mm-hmm. like just take some hair loss here and put the rest over here no armpit Legs, hair arm no leg hair, hair. Uh, you know the beauty listen. of that eyebrows yeah. eyelashes yeah. right? absolutely the beauty of being able to pick your hair loss would be amazing (laughs) because holy crap I have and I always laugh at this I'm like I'm losing the hair on my head but I am hairy everywhere else (laughs) my I swear to god my armpit hair grows back in a day (laughs) I am like I put my
0: arms up, and it's five inches long and I'm I'm shaving my my armpits daily it's (laughs) It's insane insane. it's part of my shaving (laughs) regime like head armpits like what is this yeah just collect them and then like make your own wig (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> throw them out long enough then chop them off. oh
2: man oh, no, how, no, that's how out. funny that would look oh my god i can't even imagine
0: oh i'm gonna start snorting here soon <laughs> Woo. Down. Gonna, she says i'm gonna start snorting
2: oh my god well i like that advice i like it be you know do experiments because That could go under so many different categories too, because like experiment with talking to different people, like you could experiment in that way too, because I was so terrified to talk to people. So when you got diagnosed, I do also have another question. When you got diagnosed, did you get diagnosed at a dermatologist at your family doctor? Like, how did you find out it was alopecia?
1: yeah i i went to a dermatologist got diagnosed there and they were like uh you know let's start steroids treatments, and
0: they started like stabbing my head with these long ass needles first appointment huh the first appointment with your dermatologist and they're stabbing the
1: second one (laughs) one.
0: he didn't have like a whole arsenal of needles ready to stab children Um, (laughs) just opens opens a briefcase (laughs)
1: Oh my god! You actually met
0: him in an alley. It's okay. (laughs) He's like this one, Betsy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, (laughs) they hurt so freaking much that I was like, "Mom, no, I'd rather be bald." I just remember the swelling and like I'd cry. Yep, it was terrible and the bleeding, and I'm just like, "This isn't worth it." I'd rather be bald. Yep,
2: absolutely, and I feel like god I don't even know how long I did mine I never saw improvements I it almost made me more aware of my hair loss because I would check every day 20 times a day I'd look at my bald spots like is there hair growing is there anything changing no it was just getting worse yeah <laughs> I was like wait a minute wait I'm losing more hair
0: with these shots are you injecting like, the right stuff like hello yeah. I thought you yeah, right. was supposed
2: to grow it's actually just <laughs>
1: syringes of nair <laughs> he's using using like those frost tips to draw your hair like a cake oh my god I'm not a cupcake he's like the next he's like the next villain
2: like just sealing everybody's hair just oh. (laughs) oh god I swear to god um so what made you and then the last question I think that's really important is what made you tell the public about your alopecia what made you post on social media and start talking about it?
1: I I don't know. I mean, it never occurred to me as being shameful. It was yeah. just something completely out of my control. Like growing up, I grew up with, you know, like asthma, eczema, spinal man's <laughs> as a kid, you know, like all these weird diseases that my family was just like, oh, poor Sierra. And this was just like one more thing to add to the list. And it just never occurred to me as anything bad. I'm like, I'm not dying. Yeah, I look different, but
0: like big whoop.
1: Like I, I don't know. I, I love that. Like, like, give a fuck attitude. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I love I, that you I, had that since like twelve. Me, yeah, like, That's awesome.
1: I Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I was always kind of the the one to blend into the back. Like, don't don't make fun of me. I'll beat you up. No. Just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I feel like more, more people should be like that. It's hard to be like that. So that's incredible that you were like that so young, and then you just kept <laughs> that going. Because if <laughs> I was like, you know what. Fuck
1: it, <laughs> I would
2: I would have been so different.
1: I remember in gym class in high school when my hair was kind of sort of coming back, but not quite. We had just finished running and everyone's sweating and huffing and puffing, and I was like, "I'm gonna fucking do this." And I took, whipped off my wig and just wiped my head of sweat. So many necks snapped and looked at me like, "What the hell?" And I'm just like, "What? It's hot, like <laughs>
0: incredible." <laughs> That's that amazing.
2: Oh, that's amazing. I wish I was there to experience that. Oh my God. that's just Me
0: too. Like we could life. whip it off with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you And you just being like, what? It's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, you've never seen a wig before? Oh, that's great. Oh
1: man, that is just too good. I, I love stuff like that. Shock made me want to tell people because it's like, it's just jarring, especially because I get told so many times, I didn't know that was a wig. Mm -hmm. it's like well my hair was red and 16 inches one day and then like blue and 14 like just how do you not realize how do you not realize there's no way I'm changing my hair that that fast well man because then it's like oh I'm not buying those like party city wigs yep like they're all from Amazon don't get me wrong like they're not like pristine thousands of dollar ones but I do surf pretty carefully with
0: customer reviews
2: oh yeah yeah you
0: have to yep when Mm -hmm. I started
2: diving into Amazon wigs I made sure to look at all the reviews because I wanted to see pictures of what people looked like in them that was the my main thing is like I was like you know what if I'm buying Amazon wigs for 20 bucks I got to see what people look like in these there are I think there was one wig literally not even kidding out of the 10 I probably have from Amazon only one I didn't like it didn't show up like it was supposed to the rest of them were incredible I couldn't believe I was buying these off of Amazon so that's definitely a spot to go to if you want to start messing with wigs for sure tutorials on YouTube help like crazy. Absolutely. The last part is where can listeners connect with you online? I know we know you're a great artist. We have seen your stuff and you are impressive. So
1: where can they go follow you? On Instagram at Sierra Michael. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Just at Sierra Michael on Instagram, but it's Michael with a Y.
0: It'll be in our description of our. I got to hear how many wigs are on this wig wall? Okay, so I have, like, six hooks, seven hooks, and then there's about three w- three
1: wigs on each. Oh, that's great.
2: So, For like, 21? 21? Yeah.
1: yeah. Woo! I love a good collection. Yeah. I or so been, I buy those replicas off, because, um, you know, the synthetic fringe, or what do they call it? Fringe? Yep. With the, the heat, whatever, so I have yep. to, like, rebuy it.
2: Gotta love a good wig collection.
0: Oh, no, right? I was just playing with mine last night. I was just, like... Hmm. I feel like you guys need a little combing and a little maybe moving around. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fun to
2: do that though? Cause you could just go through it and remember some you have. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah.
1: The washing them. I mean, like that sounds so bad, but just like I've buying it's the so- stuff, letting them soak. It's a whole process.
2: Yeah. That's it's annoying. the downfall. That's actually why I like being home because I'm like, I'm not going to wear wigs that often around home because I don't want to wash them. That whole process of washing and let them air dry. Cause a lot of the ones I have are synthetic. You can't take a blow dryer it or anything. So yeah, I hate that
0: process. Oh, the absolute right? worst. It is. It yeah. is the absolute worst. People are like, you have a, such an easy time in the shower. And I'm like, yeah, until that all condenses into mm-hmm. when I have to wash my wigs yeah. and then it's hours of work, but I hate it. Yeah. Yep,
1: <laughs> very
2: much so. Yeah, absolutely. I think the worst part too is if you wash a wig, you let it air dry, and then there's solution still in it, or like shampoo. And I'm like, you know what?
0: <laughs> I'm done.
1: I'm Goodbye, done. Wig. Yep <laughs> that that was too much work for me to try that again.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: or it's not it. dry enough, and you're like, God, I gotta get ready for work in the morning,
0: and it soaks your back. Or yes. Your- yeah. yeah absolute worst. So our little chick bit, as we call it, if you do something embarrassing in public, immediately laugh at yourself. It's the best way to diffuse the awkwardness, I which agree. really helps me out because I fall <laughs> <laughs> As long as I laugh at myself, then everybody knows, you know, instead of like the...
2: Yep. <laughs> God, I wish I laughed at myself more if I did something embarrassing. I just run away. I like cut <laughs> my tail and I just run
1: <laughs> Or you could just, just not do anything. Yeah, right. Just stand there. <laughs> just I thought you could just someone. stand there and let out a big laugh and pretend nothing happened. That's true. That's very true.
2: Oh, my God.
0: I love it. Oh, that's so funny, Paige. Just run away. <laughs> I gotta go.
1: I tuck
2: my tail. I literally, if I had a tail, it'd be under my legs and I'd be like, ah, <laughs> just run it away. All right, you guys. Thank you for coming on, Sierra. It has been
0: a pleasure meeting. And a blast. Yeah, been laughing up a storm. you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Y'all welcome for these laughs. (laughs)
2: Yeah, we we are so appreciative of you coming on because we love hearing everybody's story and different advice that people have. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Till next time, guys. Bald pack out.